Out minute. I am your host once again, Gina Radcliffe, and we are on minute 128. We got three more minutes to go. Uh, back again with me is Park Parkinson. Park, how are you? Hello, doing good. Uh, again, uh, movie's over, folks. Uh, time to go home. Uh, <laughs> it, but if you are uh, one of those folks that likes to sit all the way through the credits, um, you will once again uh, get the cast role. Uh, and a lot of the technical stuff, including um, the production designers, which uh, are basically about as important to how well this movie works as the cast. Um, Park, what would you, what, what stood out to you about the production design in this? Um, I mean, I, all of the sets are very full. Uh, I mean, even even I would say like uh, Marta's house or her apartment that she shares with her mom and her sister uh is very full everything is placed feels very purposefully um you know like their their uh their moderately cluttered kitchen uh but especially the house is magnificent like i would love to dress those sets in the house um again everything looks very purposeful in this case it looks purposeful not so much as uh as it was laid out that way, as Harlan laid it out that way, like <laughs> uh, all of the eyes of all the things staring at you, uh, all of the stuff that looks like it, it, it looks like they were things that were um, uh, like, like souvenirs from cases. Like it looks like a detective's house laid out like a, you know, yeah. a classic fictional detective's house laid out with souvenirs of all their cases, except that obviously it's, it's it's all the stuff that is you know inspired by or it inspired things he wrote uh, clearly set out to be as creepy as possible like Harlan um, rules that house and everything about that house all the things that are laid there uh, the way his his portraits are um, is is meant to convey that uh, down to the mug you know and it just it's such goofy fun uh and you can really get away with it looking like the way it does and still feeling kind of realistic because you know he's a believably over like over the top larger than life character um not i think like a ridiculously so one it makes it really work yeah it, it's a very um it's very imposing house uh, it's an interesting house to look at, but it's not very, it, 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 because it's so full of stuff and yeah, a lot of it is probably stuff that he acquired to inf influence his writing and stuff he acquired, you know, just being a wealthy man and, and just you know, traveling and, and just collecting things along the way. Everything feels a little, you know, a little outdated, you know, I, I, I have to assume that he, he has someone on his household staff whose job is entirely just dusting everything. Because 
I'm just everything. It's just everything. I'm like, oh my god, how much dust must this stuff just generate? And, and everything just feels very a little too close, a little too old. Um, there's not much. There's no personality other than Harlan yeah. in that house, which which is which is interesting because the family appears to spend so much time there. But there's just it's like as we keep coming back to he's sending a message you know this is my house you're my guest here um where you know most people even people who live alone you know would try to maybe make their house look slightly welcoming <laughs> but you know it's very shadowy i mean it looks like a place that a a, a murder mystery would take place yeah for sure I, there are many weapons are available. <clears throat> there are, in, in other way, it's like Clue. There are lots of things around you could probably use to kill somebody, even if only by hitting over the head with it. Yeah, I mean, the one the I remember when this movie started first started getting some buzz, and the first you know promotional images came out. You've got Jamie Lee Curtis on sitting on that ridiculous chair with the with the the swords surrounding her and the knives and all it's just like what kind of person would put something like that in their house it just it, it just looks like it looks like something you would see in a torture chamber and the interesting thing is you almost never see because harlan is so he's he's you know elderly and ailing you really don't see him anywhere else in the house but but in his room and his, in his study at one point like you, it's hard to imagine him just puttering him, puttering around this, you know, imposing house with all these things that could kill you. I do wonder how, I mean, it seems like he's, he's been with Marta for a while, but it's his, uh, his, I can't recall what his deal was like, uh, but it was somewhat recent and, uh, and he was, you know, dealing with it fairly well. Um, you know, he had that like third floor, um, or second floor bedroom, and then a third floor like attic, even maybe writing room. So he was getting around, but but I agree. I I, I have a hard time imagining him sort of like, well, puttering anywhere because he seems such a commanding guy. Uh, yeah, we do, we definitely don't see that. We don't see him like owning a room. You know, we don't see him. Uh, like walking into a room full of people, and I, I see a little bit of him walking around in flashbacks with other characters, uh, in like his downstairs study, and uh, talking with Walt, talking with um, Ransom, but you don't see him in like grand social situations, really. Yeah, and 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 you you know, and, and why I think he. Uh... The casting of Christopher Plummer in this is so good is is because you know he he used to be that kind of you know quietly intimidating person. I mean he played the villain in quite a few things yeah. and, and almost never had to raise his voice in any of those roles. He he just had that sort of that sort of very powerful presence. So it's almost you know, oddly poignant to see him just this you know, kind of frail old man who you know, the main way that he, you know, you know, maintains power over his family is, you know, through a checkbook. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like someone who, who used to be that kind of Christopher Lee intimidating and, um, 
just, you know, not, not just, not just has lost it, but also isn't really interested in that anymore. Like we, again, we only get a little bit of him at the birthday party in flashback and we get, um, you know, we get him talking with Marta, uh, it is, it, it's, he seems to regret having that effect on people ruling over people in that way. He realizes how harmful it's been and wants to undo it. And he's kind of stepped down from being that kind of intimidating person. Right. And, you know, or he doesn't, I, I don't know that he knows how to deal with that in the family, it's interesting. I don't know if they acknowledge that he is going to be gone soon or that they're just quietly waiting for it to happen. Um, it, it would have been interesting to see their their expectations for, you know, who was going to, you know, who was going to get what in the end. And and you kind of get the sense that, that, that the reason why they're spending so much time at the house is they're just waiting for him to die. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, they're all, they're all, you know, independently, well, not, no, they're actually the opposite, independently wealthy. They're all, they're all independently wealthy. Right. They're all, but they, but none of them seem to have like real jobs they have to go to or anything. So, so, you know, um. Curtis is the only one who has like honestly built a like life and career, maybe because she's the eldest kid. Um, right. She's like actually built a life and a career totally apart from her father. She is an honest to God, independent person. Right. And I think that, and this goes back to what I was saying in, um, in our uh, episode 126 is that I think that she and uh, her character, Linda and Harlan were very close at one point. And because she's the oldest daughter, um, the oldest child, you know, she sort of took on a lot of his characteristics of being very strong, you know, being a very no BS type of person. And that, so that I think that when she married uh, Don Johnson's character, she really you know, let her father down because, you know, this was somebody who, you know, as, it, and as it turned out, he was right. Yeah, he's, you know, he's, a, he's, he's a, a wastrel. He's, he's chronically unfaithful, you know, mostly dependent on her for, for money. So, you know, it turns out, but, you know, if, if she is anything like Harlan, she won't take you were wrong about this for an answer. She won't accept that. You know, it's what happens when you're, it's what happens when you're, you know, when you have a parent that you were simply, you're simply too much alike. Yeah. It's not, it's sometimes it's not a good thing. Well, and, and like her father, she also raised a terrible child. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It does make me wonder what their mother was like. Yeah, they don't really mention much about her. We don't. I don't think we get. I don't think we get anything about um, their situation. Uh, yeah. But I think. But that's what I think. Uh, you know, and I was saying about how um, Ryan Johnson doesn't you know, treat his audience like idiots. I think that he feels you. You could probably you know, fill it in yourself that this is not a that you know maybe the last time this family was truly happy was when their mother was alive or maybe she was awful in her own way. It's you, you could, you could, you know, apply any possibility to it and it was, it would still bear itself out and make sense in some way. Yeah. So, um, 
it does look like you know one of our, one of the questions we've been doing in this project uh, overall as a whole is uh, discussing the uh, what we'd like to see in a sequel and it, as it turns out and I'm a film writer and you think I'd be more on top of these things uh, what has already been done yeah it's, <laughs> um, it's, it's in it's, it's in yeah. post-production yeah and um, as best I could tell they're keeping it other than it uh, casting Daniel Craig again uh, to you know, no one's surprise it is pretty on the down low as to what it's about yeah so I see I, think... I see a cast list on on the Wikipedia page for it and I gotta say I mean I all of these people I am really I would like to see them playing off of each other Uh yeah, this is a murderer's row of actors. Yeah, yeah. You've got, uh, uh, you've got Edward Norton, uh, my wife Catherine Hahn. Oh, just uh, just the two of them alone. I want to see and Kate Hudson and Ethan Hawke. That's a yeah. great. But also there's Dave Bautista, Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm actually very excited to and, and happy to see Ethan Hawke uh, get a role in a comedy for once. <laughs> Because boy, does that guy need it? Need, need to do something light and fun every now and then. Well, he's got when he has a role with jokes, or like where timing really, especially matters. I think demonstrates an ability to carry that off really well. Oh yeah, I, but you're I don't right. Think he, he doesn't I, usually. I, get... I have no doubt, but he does. He just does a lot of heavy stuff, and and yeah, you know, I think his other big movie this year uh, or coming out. Um, it's either coming at the end of this year or early 2022. He's placed a serial killer. <laughs> it's like, and then of course Ooh. you have um, his great role in um, First Reformed. Uh, you've got, um, he played uh, John Brown. Um, but these are all very heavy roles. That's, so no, no, be, John, that's hilarious. John yeah, Brown was no, very yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm yeah, trying so to he, think now if I've seen him in a comedy. Like I, you know, not since like not since uh, I, I, I mean, I'm sure that I am missing a few, but one that comes to my mind is Reality Bites, which is not a great movie, and he's very <laughs> yeah. unlikable in it. But also, that was 25 years ago, so I, you, 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 time and and you know, better acting roles have have been kind to him. So I, I am I am excited to see, you know, you, what he plays in this and and what he gets to do with it. Yeah, I'm going through his his filmography right now, and if there are ones that would qualify as a comedy, as opposed to a movie where there occasionally might be some levity here and there, but like an actual comedy, like uh, none that I've seen. Um, yeah, yeah, Reality Bites is the only one that I'd be like, oh yeah, I know he was in that, and that was a comedy, and that's it. That's it. Explorers has some really funny parts. Uh, yeah, but he was like, but he was like literally like fifteen. I, yeah, I think yeah, he was like, he was like ten years old. Which that. I gotta say, I saw that in nineteen eighty five, and I wore my VHS out. Um, uh, rest in peace, River Phoenix. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's not done a lot of funny movies. Um, yeah, he just he just has that kind of you know, intensity that that you would think does not really lend itself to comedy, but. One would have also said that about Michael Shannon, and it turns out he's actually a terrific comedy. Actor. Oh yeah, I, he's so incredibly fun to play off. Like I love watching him with 
um, with other actors who are, I mean, where he is, he is a, he's the straight man or he's, his creepiness, his inherent creepiness is being played for laughs. Uh, was the Christmas movie? Uh, oh, the, yeah. He, he was a Bigfoot or he was, he was like in a big, oh, that was, uh, Pottersville. Pottersville. Yeah. That was awesome. I'm going to watch that every <laughs> Christmas. Uh, but yeah, you're totally, I mean, I, I would never have pegged if someone said like, what about we put Michael Shannon in this comedy? That'll be funny. I'd be like, no, that's murder. But, uh, but turns out when it's murder, it's great. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to see this. It's weird that it's, I see that it's coming to Netflix. Netflix bought the rights at a, for quite a high price, uh, to, it looks like two Knives Out movies. I shouldn't say, I, they're going to call it, I hope they're not going to call it Knives Out 2. It's, it's not, it's, it's a, it's, it's a mystery featuring block. It's, um, it's a standalone story. Like, I, like I wouldn't call like a, a murder on the, a, a, a death in the Nile murder on the Orient Express 2. You know, it's, it's right. another that, that's, far that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Um, but, uh, yeah, on an island in Greece. So it, it does that I count. Maybe, maybe it's going to come murder on the Nile or death on the Nile sort of thing. Um, I'm looking forward to it and I'll, I'll see it opening day, I guess, cause it's going to be on Netflix. So I'll be right there. Yeah, I was going to say you, you and your many children could could watch it together. I will not let any of my kids. <laughs> I will. I should say I have three. I will have four by the time this comes out, probably. Uh, and none well, of them. I think, will... I think the I think the comedy is fairly clean. I mean, maybe a little bit above little one's head. Yeah, I, I I honestly I think uh, if you want to watch Knives Out with your kids, I think they would get it. Um, I've watched Clue with some of my kids, and. Um, and it's not it's not actually any more it's more adult and this is like like you were just saying like the humor is kind of like at a just at a, a more subtle level but it's not um it's not like particularly gross or particularly yeah you're not gonna have like uncomfortable conversations with your kids about like oh what would that word mean or anything like that it's not it's not quite like that it's it's pretty it's basically it's like you know it's a comedy you could take your grandmother to say yeah, it's way more and, tame and... than an average episode of law and order yes 100 percent um okay i think that uh that's all we can possibly say about this minute again it's strictly credits um well thank you park um if you want to help our show out you can rate and review us on itunes uh you can follow us on twitter under knives out minute uh and uh most importantly rate uh subscribe to us on the podcatcher of your choice uh that boosts our viewings on the uh, on the itunes and the spotify and such um uh up next uh we have the last the the, the, the penultimate minute of the, <laughs> of the of the movie uh very exciting not very exciting but we'll talk about it anyway uh i've been gina radcliffe and this was park parkinson goodbye everyone bye <laughs>